0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everybody, and welcome back to Pangolin, the Conservation Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Baker, and thank you for joining us on the show dedicated to amplifying the underappreciated, underexamined, and incredible conservation stories that inspire me, and that I hope will inspire you too. On today's show, I am joined by the director of Lemur Love, Dr. Marnie LaFleur. She is An incredible, interesting, amazing person. And she is here to give us some top tips on how to travel and deal with social media in a responsible way when it comes to wildlife. Um, And I really love what she has to say here because the advice, it goes far beyond lemur conservation. It goes to any kind of, if you go somewhere with turtles or with elephants or with whales or with whatever you're gonna see, all of this can be applied. It's such valuable, interesting, wonderful advice. And it kind of builds on our last episode where we talked about tourism with Jesse, Harry and Tiamondri. So, yeah, it's a it's a really nice, um, exciting, interesting episode filled with top tips for, for everyone. So, um, yes, I, I really hope you enjoy. Now, before I go and I let Marnie speak, just a reminder that you can keep up to date with the show by following us on your podcast streaming service of choice or at Pangolin Podcast on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook and you don't want to miss out because later on in the series Marnie is coming back and she is going to tell us even more about her incredible organisation Lemur Love and a little bit about the work that they do with empowering communities, empowering women, um, lemur conservation research, all sorts of really fascinating, incredible, inspirational, amazing stuff. I really do like my describing uh, my descriptors, don't I? I, uh, <laughs> I need to think of some new ones. Uh, <laughs> but yes, just incredible, incredible stuff. Anyway, I should also probably just briefly mention that next week we are going to be joined by the incredible Hervé Randriamadi, and he is going to tell us all about his work with Mahiri, And it's fascinating, and it goes beyond anything I would have imagined this series ever touching on because we talk about things like mental health and coral reefs and a lot and fossa and stuff that's, yeah, we've not touched on before, but is still incredibly interesting. Um, and yeah, the episode kind of centers around the idea of, of wildlife hunting. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, definitely something to, to check out next week. Um, anyway, yes, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoy. And thank you once again for joining me, as we explore the land of the lemurs, thank you. So, thank you um, very much for your your time again, Marnie and. I wanted just to take a, a couple minutes um, to talk about a passion of yours, which is educating people about how they can be sure they're they're not exploiting wildlife when they travel, and through social media. And I guess these topics are are really quite closely linked, given that everything people do now gets posted online, especially when they travel. And um, so I wondered if you could tell the the listeners a little bit about what the the issue is is here.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I think. One of the problems is that people very well meaning people who, who who love animals who are really interested in animals engage in activities particularly when they travel and when they're going to see animals um, when they're going to see wildlife uh, can be really detrimental to those animals and so I'm just i'm I would like for people to to recognize signs that what they're doing is probably not in the best interest of those animals and so I have a few um, guidelines or things that I do if I'm going to travel. So for example, if I want to go see lemurs in a forest in Madagascar, I'm definitely going to a forest. I'm going to see the animals where they live, not somewhere where they have been placed. So I'm, I'm going to a forest, definitely. And then when I go and I have, usually you have a, a guide to take you out because these they're the most knowledgeable. They know how, how to find the animals. They know how to see them. Um, I, I let the guide know what what I'm comfortable with before we go out. So people don't often think about this, but one of the things that I say is I don't want any baiting. So please don't sound bait or food bait the animals. I just want to see them if I'm lucky enough to see them, not because they've been lured in and they're having some kind of um, artificial interaction with people, because we know that those can have negative effects. The animals can get diseases from us. They can change their behavior because they're being rewarded with food. Um, and this can have negative implications on their lives. So that's one of the things that I do. And if you're looking at going to, because I know that, um, for instance, you may go to see um, animals that are not, completely in the wild that are in maybe some kind of a facility or a um, perhaps a reputable zoo or something like this, think about who is benefiting from from what is going on there. So you will only want to go to places where the the well-being of the animal is the first priority. So if you go onto um, somebody's website where they've got animals and you see things like people feeding them, people touching them, people um, sort of cuddling animals. And taking photos with them, that is not putting the well-being of the animal first. That is putting the experience of the visitor first. So you really want to make sure that that an organization will say, "No, you can't touch this animal. You can't go into the cage with this animal because we know that that's not good for them." Um, so just to be thinking a little bit more in terms of um, of the animal and 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 what the the implications of your behaviors might be.
0: Mm-hmm that's the thing it's, it's it's a really hard i mean it's it's probably it would hopefully be received well because i think a lot of the people who do these things are people who genuinely love animals and want the best for animals and that's why they, they want to do these things so hopefully when they, that's kind of explained to them it's something that they can look, oh oh of course why why did I not realize that before it's it's something well
1: I mean they're they're catering to the people that come to them and when most people ex, when most people demand to actually you know see an animal very close or to be able to touch them that's what they're used to seeing and so for me I just want to sort of evade any of that and they're also I find that. Um, that guides and rangers and things, they're under so much pressure or they feel like they're under so much pressure to get animals, wild animals, to essentially appear out of nowhere for people to see. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Like, (laughs) and that's okay. I mean, (laughs) you know, they're wild animals. We're in a whole big forest. So maybe we see them, maybe we don't, but it's not up to them to make sure that these animals, you know, just magically appear for me. Um, so I, I hope that instead of it sounding sort of authoritarian and like I've got all of these strict rules <laughs> that I just kind of want to relax and let's go for a walk. And if we see animals, that's wonderful. And if we don't, that's OK, too, because, you know, they're off busy doing their own animal things. So that's fine.
0: And it makes it even more exciting when you do see them. Like it's, it's that makes yeah. it makes it more special if you've been one of the few people to catch a glimpse and get that perfect photo that you've been waiting for it's it's that's the the moment you've got to wait for that's the real reward if you see that's right if you were to walk through and see everything the first time that's no it's it's not I worth mean it.
1: you'd be you'd be in a zoo that it's yeah that's just not what it's like in a forest so yes. yeah I just like to know that that you know that's fine for me it's okay if we don't see them today I'd I'd like to know that they're there and and that um other people will see them but if it's not me today that's fine
0: Mm-hmm. yes that's always my judge for the uh, I, if I'm in a, an ethical or a a, a zoo that supports uh, conservation well is that if if I walk through and I don't see everything the first time that's when I'm kind of like, okay that's this might this is the type of place that's probably a bit better if you walk through and everything is in a, a tiny little box that you can see immediately yeah,
1: that's exactly when you, you like- know if you're going through a good zoo you know that those animals have choice and those animals certain animals don't feel like being in the spotlight right now and that's great that yeah. and that's the thing that i really want people to start to pick up on is it's the general public to start to pick up on is, is things like that knowing when uh, knowing and recognizing when um the animals are their best interests are what um the facility is is working towards
0: yes and and hand in hand with that is is this uh, the aspect of, of social media and i wondered what the, what your recommendations would be then if, if you go and you do these things and what what is the then social media etiquette or the, the thing that we should be thinking about when we're posting online about these things?
1: Yeah, so what we know about social media posts is that when people see other people engaging in activities that are not great for animals, like um, holding a sloth or feeding a lemur or um, any of these things that we know we probably shouldn't do, um, it makes people think that they should also be able to do that, and it makes them expect to be able to do those types of things when they travel to different areas of the world to see these animals. And so, what we encourage people to do is, of course, not touch wildlife, not directly engage with wildlife, not share posts where we see people doing these types of things, and to not like and continue, um, you know, continue sharing those things so that other people get the same idea that this is appropriate. We want people to, you know, know wild animals are wild animals and they're not um sort of playthings for for humans we want those animals to remain wild we want people to have a safe distance between them so that we don't have these zoonotic diseases um, going back and forth and so that the animals can enjoy their lives as wild animals Mm -hmm.
0: yes yes it's it's one of those things it's always very tempting for i think people to want to to boast or post photos that maybe make the reality look a lot better or a lot more like oh we we were constantly walking through and we constantly saw this And we, but if that wasn't the reality maybe highlight that a bit more so that people have right. the correct expectations in head in their head yeah and, yeah.
1: yeah and it, it can be difficult to decipher it first but you know once you sort of get an eye for it and then you see these photos it's not so fun anymore it's like oh poor thing you know we i want that sloth to be wild not being held by a bunch of tourists um so once you sort of do the mental switch um yeah you'll you'll recognize it quite easily and not want to support it yes
0: well i think those are some really good kind of top tips for everybody who's thinking about traveling and doing these kinds of things and hopefully yeah it gives them something to think about and some things to bear in mind Um, and so yes thank you so much again for for all of your time um, and all of your advice and stories Thank thank you so
1: much okay great
0: thank you